Yeah, I feel like I didn't have to say www. Yeah. Oh, did you say www? Yeah, I totally did. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote it in. Right, yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, like read. You paused for a second. I was mm, like, mm, wait. <laughs> it was like the, <laughs> and I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I was like, I was just reading the teleprompter. Oh I was like, gosh. all the things that <laughs> breath, just taking a breath. It's cool. That was a really good reference. <laughs> <I'm> Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and this is the Light and Dark podcast. <laughs> See you next week, Santiago. <laughs>
Normal is boring. Normal is boring. Okay, you have all the notes. John's the note taker. Mm -hmm. I did take a couple notes. I'm not. <clears throat> Because I, I got over to Tipsy Bean earlier and I we got did, coffee. And I was like, I should probably write some usual, notes. I forgot that we were uh, terrible at like writing down times. Mm -hmm. We need <laughs> to like, like. He's real like, mm, Yes, <laughs> yes. I had this in my phone. Actually, I did have it in my phone. I didn't. Because I. I don't know why. I, I feel like I, I swear our conversation was just like, well, I'm going to be out of town. When I get back into town, I'll text you and let you know. And we'll just go from there. It'll just be Sunday evening. That's probably it. I don't know that it I was. Like it. You probably said, does seven work for you? And I probably said, yeah, that sounds great. We did. Yeah, we did say that because I had. Cause that sounds like something I would do. We had a birthday party in Houston. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't know what time this starts. Right. So let's just plan for seven, and then I'll let you know if it's going to be later than that. That was probably like... That sounds... Yeah, totally. I'm going to write mm. that down later, and then never bid. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. It worked out. I got some coffee. I got to write down notes for this, which I just yeah. messed up with my coffee, but... I wasn't planning on doing anything today. I just happened to... Chris has one more wedding video to get done before he's, like, completely done with video, because we're not doing video anymore. He's not mm. shooting anymore. Right. And... Um, he was like, I really just need a little bit of time to just get this done. And I was like, how about I just take the kids to the movies for a couple hours? He was like, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So I took them to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. We got done about seven. Nice. And John texted me right about the time we got done. I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had this thing. It's fine. We made it. Yep. It's only 9 p.m. How were his teeth? His teeth? Sonic. Sonic's teeth? Yeah, not Chris's. How were Chris's teeth? <laughs> been noticing they've been getting shades and shades wider <laughs> um yeah do you, do you not know the big thing about sonic how they had oh, to redo I... the entire animation no i heard some kid talking about it in the last movie that we were at when they showed mm -hmm. the preview she's mm -hmm. like yeah those aren't his original teeth and like went off on this whole thing <laughs> so it's like those are dentures what is, what is this happening yeah. okay what, uh, tell me the story so the uh the first run through like they made the entire movie or at least most of it i'm sure uh and whenever the trailer came out last year for sonic um, everyone just thought he looked super creepy because they made him more uh, like human. Oh, so okay. his teeth were human teeth. Okay. Uh, his eyes were like smaller, kind of. They were still big, but they they weren't like. They I, weren't I like mean, Sonic big. Yeah, like the cartoon Sonic has like I think it's just like one eye. That's like it does kind of look it's like just one connected, eye. and then he has yeah. his nose that kind of goes in uh -huh. front of part of the white of his eye. Right. Um, so everyone was freaking out and was like, "Sonic looks so weird. I'm not gonna go see this." And so there was the a boycott, animation. or not a boycott, but like everyone was talking about it so much on Twitter that they redid the entire animation and you like gave him because they gave him like calves. And I feel like I remember that now. Mm -hmm. Like the you first time I saw the trailer, I feel like I remember now that you say that. That it kind of looked weird, which I mean, I it's, mean, it's Sonic. Kind of looks weird, but it still kind of looks weird, yeah. But I mean, it was really good. <clears throat> we really liked it. Harrison went home and pretended to be a hedgehog while nice. I was getting ready to come here, nice. and like running around and 
then told me that he wanted to play Sonic the Hedgehog because I told him it was a game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but like, we don't have a Sega. I really wish I had my Sega for way back when so you could play it, but we don't have it. He's like, just put it on my iPad. Like, Not yeah. that, uh, that doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work that It doesn't way. work. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't grasp that. No. No. No, I was trying to explain uh, old Super Nintendo games mm-hmm. to Maddox the other day. And... He just, was just like, no, don't, they don't I don't get understand because uh, he's really into Toy Story and they had a Toy Story game back in the 90s. Sega did. Sega, yeah. yeah, yeah, Sega had one. Um, I loved all the Sega feel... like Disney games, like yeah. where they had like Aladdin. Aladdin was a really good one. Beauty oh, and the yeah, Beast was a, a really Sega good too. one. So it was probably on Sega. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Aladdin game was really fun. I loved the you Aladdin had to, like, game. Get all I was the so good. Stuff. I got so far. Yeah, I loved but I was trying game. to explain that to him. Yeah. He was like, "Can you put that on my kid pad?" And I was like. No. no, no, I don't think we can. I know. Uh, Bummer. But I have a Sega. I just don't have any games. I used to. Well, and I used to have. I used to have a Nintendo sixty four and a Sega, and I. I think they broke at some point because I did. I played them. Right. Yeah. When when Reagan was a baby, I used to like. I couldn't do anything, you know, because she was just there all mm-hmm. the time, and I just was like staying at home, just hanging out with the baby all the time and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna beat my Mario World <laughs> score I just played Mario World for hours it was the best awesome. <laughs> uh, this has been Video Game Corner with <laughs> Rachel and John um, anyway anyway so, so we're here so that we're we are here we've made it we're talking about finding inspiration from people um i think the main question in this is is it okay to copy people and that's a loaded question it's a very loaded question because <laughs> i have yes and no also on here yeah i mean uh, i would say that's my answer too is yes and no because mm-hmm. there are some people who truly teach the way that they pose yeah and so is that stealing it's not if they're giving it to you it's not yeah. or if you're paying for a course if you're paying for a course like those uh, what are those prompt uh, the promptography, promptography you know, they have the cards, prompt cards. That you can, yeah because yeah. you're everyone who's using that is doing the same the same thing yeah totally and that's the whole deal totally but i also feel like there's a finite amount of ways to pose people like it's not like mm-hmm. there's a i mean there's a lot of ways but there's a finite amount and so regardless of whether you just showed up and started posing people without ever seeing anybody else's poses, you're probably going to pose someone the same way somebody else has posed them, right? Yes. Yeah. So It probably that. won't be executed well, but because I know the whenever I tried to pose people, I didn't pose them well. Uh, and I, Well, that takes time, too. I feel like it, does, it takes time yeah. to practice and, I mean, years of practice of being, of really understanding how things work, which way, you know, to have them look, which way, where to have their hands, mm-hmm. where to have their legs, you know, all of those things. And you start to recognize the little things that make a big difference after a while. Um, but, yeah, I think, I, I think the answer is yes and no, because there are times when copying is appropriate, and but there are times when it's not. Mm-hmm. I also think that each of us are individuals and we can make different poses our own. So I think that we should be striving to um, put our own spin on things, you know, yeah. like even the way we interact with our clients and all that can get a right. different response. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that aspect of it as well. Yeah. And I also think that if you're trying to like learn 
you know, if you're if you're new or you're just learning something new and you want to try it out, I don't think there's anything wrong with copying even exact like yeah. Okay. What do I need to tell them to set them up in this way? What do I need to do? Where does the light need to be coming from? Where do I need to frame them in yeah. these trees? All that kind of stuff. And like set it up exactly like your inspiration photo. Um, but maybe don't publish it. Yeah. Like and maybe not do those for paying exact. clients yes. either. Maybe mm-hmm. have people like that you know. Yeah come along and let you set up some things so you can dissect what's happening. Cause that mm-hmm. honestly, that's how I got to be able to like recognize where the good light is, where to place them properly. All of those things was I would look at people's pictures and I would dissect them and yep. be like, where's the light source coming from in this? And why do I like that? Why, yep. why do I like what is happening light wise in this? Okay. Why do I like the way that they're interacting in this? How, what is it about this that makes you know, stops me in my tracks, Mm -hmm. makes me want to look at this image. And so I think that's important too, just in our own craft, just as artists would dissect the way that other painters paint portraits and, Mm -hmm. and they learn from them in art history classes and all those things. It's the same thing. I think that we should be learning from others in our craft who have come before us, um, or who are killing it out there and looking through their pictures and just kind of dissecting them and being like, okay, I really like the way that this is in here, but I might change this part of it. And I think that's how, instead of that's, that's taking the pieces of it that you think, um, might fit you and making it your own and using it as inspiration mm-hmm. rather than just taking it and be like, I want to recreate that exact thing with all of my clients. Right. Yeah. And that kind of like, yeah, with, with what you said about like old, uh, or, you know, painters, mm-hmm. um, cause they used to do that too. I don't remember the name of the painter, but, uh, there was someone who like, uh, they would look at, uh, what's his name? Starry night. Uh, oh. Van Gogh. Yes. Um, they would look at Van Gogh paintings and like the way of the brush strokes mm-hmm. and the colors mm-hmm. and how things moved and looked and the feel. Um, and then they took aspects of that and incorporated it into their style, which still looked kind of similar, but it was not like the a same. Van Gogh ripoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so in the same way with photography, you can do the same it's thing. the same thing. You're and just painting I, with light, right? So you just mm-hmm. have to look at, your, you know, what is it about each of these portraits that really speaks to me? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do similar to what you were saying where I go, whenever I'm going through, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. oh, if I, I find I a photo that is just like, wow, that's amazing. I would love to do something like that. I will just screenshot it. And when I have time, I will go through and dissect it mm-hmm. and just be like, okay, where's the light coming from? Is that natural light? Is that off-camera flash? Yeah. What is this? And also, how did how did the, the photographer put the couple together? You know, if it's a couple, how did they put them together? What do you think their prompt was or what mm-hmm. what do you think that, that you know, like how did how did he get to that end result? Because right. a lot of those portraits that we see that we put that, you know, we as photographers put up or other photographers put up are not like the beginning pose. A lot of times it's a transformation you start out in something and you get to that point yeah um so is this a beginning pose or is this like midway through Mm -hmm. and you know like what emotion are you getting from that that photo and what time of day how does it make you feel 
all those different things. And then you can take, uh, you know, maybe a couple of those things. Like if there's something that really stands out to me and I'm like, oh, the way that they use the light in this is amazing. I want to try to use light like that in a similar yeah. photo later. And it may be a completely different pose, maybe a completely, probably a completely different setting because we're in College Station and it's a completely different setting than a yeah. lot of these bigger cities. Totally. Um, so, you know, just kind of looking at that and just taking aspects from different photos, different photographers um, that still line up with my style. Yeah. So... Uh, Chris Dawson says the difference is taking someone's photo and posting it online as your own versus recreating it. Recreating is totally legal. And we're not really talking about illegalities because honestly, every pose, there's no, no one can own a pose, honestly. Um, but we're more talking about just because you don't own it, if it's something that you yourself like came up with and you see someone doing the exact same thing on a regular basis mm. and they maybe are in the same vicinity as you or whatever like that um it's not necessarily that it's illegal it's that it's just bad practice yeah it's kind of poor taste yes it's not um it's not being respectful to your fellow peers mm -hmm. yeah uh and like what you're saying chris um yeah, that is totally illegal if you're going to be taking, oh, yeah, taking someone else's photos and, and yeah, posting and it. Yeah. Taking the actual photo and then posting it as your own. Um, there have been a few photographers uh, that have been busted with that lately. I see those every now and then in different Facebook mm -hmm. groups where they're like, uh, yeah, this was my photo. And then that person just like shuts down their website and yeah. social media and all that, uh, as they should. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely seen. I mean, I've had people kind of uh, like there are some certain uh, like trees and things that I've used to frame my couples before, and then a few weeks after I post a photo, I see another photographer in the area post the same pose, same tree, like they're both lined up the same way that I had them. Um, and I don't feel like that's wrong. I, I feel like they can, I, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and like, but I, I think we're just encouraging people to not yeah, do that. To like come up with your own spin on things. Mm -hmm. Don't do exactly the same thing. Or do exactly the same thing, but don't post it. Yeah. Yeah. If you if create your own spin to post it. Yeah. Create your own spin to post maybe it. Maybe give it a couple months before you post it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, kind of, you know, throw in a couple different prompts. Maybe you're going to frame them under the same tree with the same backlighting from the sunset, whatever. Um, but instead of having them do this like twirly uh, dance spin pose, it's... You know, something a little more uh, like, you know, dramatic, romantic, holding each other, whatever. Uh, but just kind of, you know, switching it up a little bit. It's just, it's a fine line um, mm -hmm. that uh, we as photographers walk because, like I said, there's a finite amount of posing that goes on. There's a finite amount of places that you, that we have access to, to put couples or, you know, families or whatever. Yeah. And I think that we just need to be careful. Well, more than 
more than even saying be careful, I think that we would like to inspire other photographers to think outside the box and to to look at um, Pinterest and you know Instagram and Facebook and all those things as inspiration for mm-hmm. creating their own art and yeah. really inspire you like, to dissect those yeah. images and figure out why you like them so much. Mm-hmm. Instead of a place to just like build your shot list. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that can get really... Um, it just seems cold and not like, like we're artists, right? So we should be creating. And if we're not creating, then we're just doing a job. And like, Mm. I don't ever want my work to be just a job, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever it's a job, you're much more susceptible to, yeah, you're just checking boxes and you're probably going to burn out eventually, especially in the wedding industry, 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 (laughs) because it is, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have super long days on your feet the entire time. Um, And, you know, if you're out of town, you got driving, all that kind of stuff, and then all the editing. And it's very easy to burn out um, if this is just a job and you're not actively creating. It's really easy, too, when we go back to the same places all the time to go and look at other people's pictures. And then to be complacent, I guess, is where I'm coming from, is like to be... Is that the word I'm looking for? Sounds good. Kind of. Um, to just be like, okay, I'm tired of this place, so I'm just going to screenshot a bunch of things, and I'm just not even going to think today and just go on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's serving our couples very well. I feel like we should, even if we're going to the same place for like the eighth time in the last... 10 weeks like we should be trying every Mm -hmm. time to come up with something a little creative and um pushing ourselves to really serve our clients well i'm not saying that you shouldn't do the same poses or you shouldn't uh take pictures in the same spots that you really enjoy there but just like maybe the maybe the same poses different lighting or or um try to find a new spot this time or something Mm -hmm. to kind of keep your like or do juices, a different, you know, your, different your time of day. Flowing. Uh, yeah, yeah, different time been, of day. Because uh, if you're in the College Station area, Research Park is somewhere that almost every single couple is like, hey, can we do our photos there? Totally. Because uh, near campus, everyone does it's photos a really there. Park. And it's a pretty park. But I had probably five or six. <laughs> five or six sessions in a row at research park yeah. and I was getting uh, very bored and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I don't want to do the same thing. Uh, so the next one that I had out there, I told myself that I would not go on the side of the park that I normally do, mm-hmm. except for like two locations that I really loved. Um, and then I went on the other side of the park, found a new spot that was oh, great. I've done that before and too. Then and I was, I was like, like okay, oh, this so is so yes. much fun. All right, let's yes. go over here. And yeah. it was like, it energized me uh-huh. and their photos were much better than the last couple because the last one I was just like, yeah, let's go over here. Go stand on this bridge. Cool. Let's go over here to this tree here. Swing. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, but this other one, like it was, a, even though it was the same park, it was a place that didn't have like the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pushes I, you. 
it it pushed create. me to be a little bit more creative and um and you know getting different angles and, and it makes all you that excited when you leave a shoot or a wedding like that where you're like okay i feel really good about that because i actually spent some time to create and not just check my boxes for the day mm-hmm. because i think especially as wedding photographers when we're on a wedding day so much i mean we follow a timeline so much of what we do during the day is checking boxes that i think that it's really important for us to take time to really create so that we do get excited and we don't get burned out right. so yeah yeah and the the same thing with wedding venues that you get a lot of referrals from and you're there you know five ten fifteen times yeah, a year you don't want to see the exact same thing every time no yeah and you don't want to see the exact same no, thing every time and, that's and sure for your portfolio. there's you know if you're if you got like a really short cocktail hour and you're like all right cool we got you know 10 minutes to get good photos mm-hmm. of this couple then sure you're probably going to go to your tried, tried and, and true yeah. it's yeah yeah we know what's going on so i feel like uh, this yeah. leads really well into mary's comment oh yes um, yeah so, we did get a question yes mary pina says do y'all ever feel like your sessions are the same thing different people because you have your go-to poses and style do you feel pressure to make each one unique but you run out of new ideas because all of the above is me <laughs> And uh, Ayla says, I think there's a ton of value in having some similarities between just about all galleries. I feel like when you find your tried and true poses that couples love, just go back to those with slight variations. That's just my opinion. Mary said, yes, I think there's a lot of value to clients getting what they expect from looking at your portfolio. Sometimes I just feel like my clients are going to be thinking, I've seen you use this pose on other couples, but that's probably me just being ridiculous because I doubt any clients think that. They totally do. Totally do. Uh, I've but, had clients say, oh, I've seen you do this pose before. Right, but do you, do you hear the excitement? Yeah, they're like, ooh. They're excited You're going to make us do, because we love this photo, mm-hmm. and we saw this. It was the header on your website, mm-hmm. whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, I want a photo like that. Yes. So even though it might seem boring and the same. Because I've had those exact same thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I do. I have... Um, a system that I run through and a few poses that like are what I do every time with just variations. Um, but again, yeah, like, um, like Ayla said, um, a variation is really easy to do just little tweaks to make them just a little bit different from the last one. But I also say that there's something really valuable about your clients knowing what they're going to get and, um, their expectations when they see you post a lot of kind of the same kind of thing, um, just in different variations. I think that, um, that helps them have confidence in you and knowing that like they know what they're going to be getting at the end. And it's not going to be some crazy thing that they weren't expecting. Um, so, um, yeah, I have, I I mean, I have requests for certain poses that like every wedding, um, most of my brides request a certain, uh, veil shot that I do. And I do it at every wedding because every bride, like all of my brides want that because they've seen it time and time again. And I love that one too. And I, Mm -hmm. I, I post it because I love it and I want them to want it. Um, and so I think there's something to be said for that. Also, if you're posting these things and you're going to become to be known for, that particular style or those particular poses and I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with that um but at the same time I think it's good to mix it up a little bit totally um where I I have the same poses that I do with pretty much everyone um but I also try to read the couple and Mm -hmm. 
Because every couple is different. Yeah. And, you know, like send a little uh, questionnaire before their engagement session, before their wedding to get to know them a little bit. And just kind of, especially if we haven't met in person yet, if they're out of state, whatever. Um, Then by the time we're actually taking photos, I have a good feeling of okay no, they're gonna be a little bit more kind of traditional timeless classic Mm -hmm. let's stick to those or this couple's gonna be down to like rock out and some air guitar over here and i will like lean yeah lean which way i feel like would work for them yeah i also think that um one of the reasons why i choose for my engagement sessions to run about an hour and a half to two hours long is so that I can break down those walls of them like especially my more reserved couples Mm -hmm. and then towards the end is when I start getting like into the poses that are a little more like physical you know like um where like you know riding on the like the bride riding on the groom's back or like picking her up and swinging her around or you know things like mm-hmm. that where stuff that they're probably not most couples are not going to do in the first five yeah minutes. right off the bat no because the first five like, minutes what? they're like wait hold each other close like <laughs> like still room for jesus mm-hmm. we're like you know, right we're, yes yeah yes those uh-huh. first 20 minutes are always awkward no matter yeah. who you are yeah but... the first 20 minutes i rarely give them any of those photos like, yeah totally. and I I tell my clients um, that too. I tell them like the first 20 minutes, you're not alone. Every person, it takes them about 20 minutes, almost to the, to the dot, like 20 mm. minutes. And then all of a sudden you're, you're going to be good. And then by towards the end, the yeah. last 30 minutes is just like, we'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Which is why <laughs> I love meeting up for drinks before an engagement yeah, session. Yeah. Cause then, then they're like, they're, yeah, they're loose whatever. by the time I pick up my camera. <laughs> uh, but not everyone is free to yeah, do true. that. You know, there's yeah. a lot of hair and makeup and stuff going on. Yeah. So. And you know, guys not finding their boots or pulling calves or pulling calves I had that one time I love them that, that couple was so funny I showed up we were shooting like the cow or like pulled a muscle in his calf no like the cow like okay. birthed okay. a cow Oh, pull it, pull in a cat. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause we live in Texas. Yeah, we're in Texas. <laughs> no, like I showed up, it was on their land. I love them. They're, they're so funny. Um, and so just fun, but <laughs> and she was like, um, did you not take a shower? He was like, you can't smell pictures. She was like, he literally just went and pulled a calf before this. <laughs> I was like, you can't tell he looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was the best quote ever. You can't smell you pictures. Can't smell pictures. <laughs> Which oh, is true. Perfect. Man, I wish you could. <laughs> oh, be... I don't think that you should be able to. That would be terrible. Oh, I no. Like I was just thinking of like food photography. <laughs> oh, which is another thing I wanted to talk about oh, okay. is because uh, I, I follow a food photographer uh-huh. um, on Instagram and I also follow like uh, editorial type fashion photographers and. Sure, yeah. Um, and I, well, the, all the things. All, yeah, there's a bunch of. Like it's it's good to pull inspiration from other yes. photographers that are not just in the wedding industry. Yes. So you can still like some of this food photography is amazing, and I'm like, oh, like I'm trying to deconstruct what lighting setup they had, and a lot of it is natural light. So I'm like, oh, cool. How did they do yeah. this? I wonder if it was over here, um, and. And like the editorial stuff is not my style at all, but uh, some of the poses, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whenever you turn this way, like that's 
a more flattering angle on your face than if you're like dead eye dead at the on. camera. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't do a lot of dead eye at the camera unless we're like no? doing American Gothic style mm-hmm. with pitchforks mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Uh, which I try to throw one of those in there. I do too. I yeah. think they're fun. I think so too. And Especially I try if you have to... something with like cool composition, you know? Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. one one time with like really, really tall trees and they just were like in front of them, those were the background. Nice. But yeah, so if you're looking to find some good inspiration and you definitely aren't going to copy them, look for people outside of your industry that you can find lighting inspiration from, you can find posing inspiration, you can find editing style, all that kind of stuff. I mean, some of my inspiration photographers uh, aren't even alive anymore. And they were like shooting in film back in like the 30s and 50s. and I just, like, there's uh, this one photographer that I really like. Uh, like, his images are beautifully composed mm-hmm. and, like, super sharp shadows mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, Fan Ho. Oh, I don't know. Um, he, he was, he shot in, um, oh, I believe China? I'm not actually sure. Um, but, like, in the 50s and 60s. That's cool and really cool stuff Um, but it it was mostly like street photography Mm, so a lot of street photography you're not going to have posed Mm -mm, anything uh, because it's all candid which I love candids so that also kind of helps getting a good style of oh this would be cool to like get this of like you know whenever the kids are running around That's the dance floor idea, and like down by their feet or stuff from street photographers for even just for engagement sessions too for like when you take them to a coffee shop and mm-hmm. you know how to pose them in a way that looks natural but they're actually posed but right they're actually posed but it looks candid looks candid mm-hmm. yeah because i struggle with that and it's, yeah, it's really hard, especially if you're like, all right, y'all sit here and then I'm going to yeah, go outside like, and shoot through the window. And then they're just like straight okay. posture. Yeah. And you're like, like right, let's and drink like... out of this straw together. Yeah. And like <laughs> together. one straw, one straw. <laughs> hey, we're trying to save the planet here. <laughs> you get to share a straw. But yeah, I mean, I try to take inspiration from different people um, and kind of incorporate. I mean, like uh, I just went to the Creative Summit in Orlando and uh, I got a ton of inspiration from a lot of people. uh, And recently, because I've had some photo shoots since then, uh, I've tried to, with yours, uh, whenever I was taking taking your headshots. I haven't even looked at them yet. Yeah, I haven't looked at mine either. I know. We should probably get on that. I know. I had to get out. I have to, I've got one more I'm almost done with, and then I can work on it. But I just, like, I had to get these weddings out. They were due this week, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same with me. I was like. One due tomorrow. Oh, I'll do this in a little bit. Um, but, uh, so your headshots are coming soon. Uh, everyone that we took your headshots. Um, yes, promise. Yeah. But. Oh, so, so whenever I was taking yours, and, like, whenever I was taking, uh, well, everyone's, um, I wanted to use, like play with motion. Yeah, because did you drag the shutter? Is that mm-hmm. what that was? It was, yeah, I was shooting handheld at like 1.30th. Okay, I thought that's probably what was going on because you're yeah. like, oh, just enough movement. And I was like, mm, you dragged the shutter, didn't you? That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. And I, I picked that up. I learned that from uh, Joseph West because during fun. his styled shoot, he was like, you know, he likes to shoot with a ton of motion and he'll drag the shutter and uh, you just have to have, 
like a really steady hand. Yeah. But, um, but I've been experimenting with that. And, uh, and then also I did uh, an engagement session the other day and used a tip from Tony Christine about like shooting the in-between scenes. where you like have them set up and then you're like okay and then now let's do this but as they're transitioning to the other thing um shooting that in between because a lot of that gives you like the true natural look of oh let's hold hands and then they're like reaching to hold hands and you're getting that reach oh i like that yeah and it turned out pretty good i gotta work on my uh positioning whenever sure (laughs) whenever where i'm where i am whenever i tell them to do this stuff yeah um but like taking those different aspects Mm -hmm. and and things that you've learned from uh from getting inspiration from other photographers other photographs yeah and just like implementing little things like the motion thing was not really implementing any one thing i was just like i want to have motion in my mind Mm -hmm. uh so like i did fun I've been trying fun, to add more motion, motion into stuff. mine mm-hmm. as well and show trying to show off more motion yeah. on Instagram a little bit by a little mm-hmm. bit. But yeah, I like yesterday when I was taking Kennedy's pictures, mm-hmm. I had her like twirl her dress nice. for a few and those are some of my favorites because yep. I, I told her like look down and then look up and I was like, <laughs> my baby. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what else? Were you, what's on your list? What else do you got? Uh, I think that's about it. Well, um, we pretty much covered it. Yeah, we we covered, we, we, we covered a lot. Oh, also, um, so it like imitation and finding inspiration doesn't just apply to your actual photos, but it could be business models and mm. uh, like email templates. Um, mm. I shared one of my email templates the other day, and then was like. Uh, by the way, don't like don't just copy, copy and, and paste, paste this. this. Yeah. Uh, because it was like uh, you know what I the email that I send right after someone books with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even email templates that you get on any kind of program, you should still be oh um, yeah editing those to be in your voice. Which yes. we talk about that in our workshop about one of the biggest ways you can like serve your clients before they even book you is to speak in your own voice on Mm. all of your platforms because then they know exactly who you are and are not surprised when you meet up and they're like i can see the exclamation Mm -hmm. points in the way you talk rachel (laughs) yeah yeah mine i think every every sentence like ends with an exclamation point at least five yeah uh but yeah, I had one one uh, one feedback comment whatever that I got whenever I share that was because uh, I I started off and I'm like, you know, hey, so and so whatever person's name is, I'm like I am so freaking excited that I'm gonna be working with you and you know telling your story blah 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 goes into all the other stuff and they were like that's so cool that you use the word freaking and I was like. <laughs> Well, yeah, like I would say that if I was sitting across the table from them. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that in there. And and mine are always like, 
hey or hi or heyo or mm-hmm. something Mine like too. that. Yeah. And they're not like dear. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Because uh, that's not my voice. But or, hey y'all. <laughs> right. I say that. <laughs> I don't say hey y'all too often. Uh, well, not in emails, and I definitely don't say howdy because I, I don't say not, howdy, but I say y'all. Did not go to A and M. I'm not uh, an Aggie. I just grew up here. Yep. I just live here. So. Uh, Megan says, I meet with every client before we book. I know their life story before we leave. Yep. yep. I, uh, there's very few that I have not met with prior to them booking. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I get a good feeling about them. They've answered all the questions correctly over the email. And they, mm. they are like in different areas and can't um, make a meeting. And we the first time we meet is the engagement session. And usually that goes well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's been a few times where it's bit me in the butt, but uh, but yes, for the most part, I do the same thing. And if we didn't get to meet before the engagement session, um, then we go out for coffee or um, wine afterwards, so that I can do the same thing and really get to know them well. Yep, yep. Because I feel same. like that's super important for um, for us. We're I feel like our job is such a relational one that it, that at least my style and being able to tell my clients stories well I feel like um, it's harder to, to do that if you yeah. don't know them at all yeah. so because then you're just kind of shooting the same poses mm-hmm. and doing the same thing and like well these will hopefully look okay but I don't know if this is you yeah and I'm talking with my clients the end entire time oh yeah we're shooting my throat well. is like yes. hoarse at the end of every shoot because i'm like i've just been talking for two hours non-stop and like <laughs> and these jokes and let's go do over here and i'm like <laughs> running and things backwards to get their shots yep. and i rarely remember to bring water with me i need to get i, know, I, I have a water that. bottle that has like the little carabiner clip on uh-huh. it and i've been meaning to put it in my bag no, clip I, on, but Saturday afternoon I had a, a bridal session and when we were done, we were, it was at the Stella and we were, she was walking back to the bathroom to change. And I was like, I need to stop and get some water at this water fountain real quick. <laughs> I'm like dying. I forgot my water bottle uh-huh. as per usual. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So whenever, like if you're taking workshops or uh, online courses or going to conferences or if someone's just sharing their email templates randomly in a Facebook group that you're in, um, don't just copy everything. one of our everything. Facebook groups that you did? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I don't remember I which one it, it is. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember It's that. either the masterclass group that mm-hmm. I'm in or it's one of the, uh, I don't know. It's, I'm in a bunch of groups. I know. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, so if you're if you're getting something, or even you know if you're signing up for a CRM, mm-hmm. and it has templates. Uh, templates yeah make it make it your voice um if it's a business model uh like uh, uh devin robinson uh with anchor and veil uh he shares his uh business model of how to find clients on instagram and he if you're I, i'm in his master class and then um you know he was also a speaker at the creative summit and he shared some of his keyboard shortcuts of like whenever he sees people that got engaged he has a you know just type in one word and then it pops up a little paragraph Mm -hmm. to send to them Um, and he shared those and I took those and just kind of took the main points of it and then put it into my voice yeah because you don't want to just take whatever everyone else is saying and then just apply it to 
totally your business because it's not going to be yours. Yeah. Uh, so you want to you know take take the good important parts of everything and then make it your own. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's about it for uh, finding inspiration. Yeah. Um, without imitating and um, inspiration versus imitation. Yes. I know the shortcuts. I always forget about the shortcuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ayla says, yes, the shortcuts. Yep. And Ooh, somebody yeah. else told me that before, yesterday, like a long time ago. And I was like, wait, was oh, today? why have I done that? Was today? Actually. Was yesterday Valentine's Day? No, Friday. That was Friday. Was, yeah. yeah, it's been two days now. Yeah. Yeah, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, so it was like I don't we know. But do a dinner, but I I was on Instagram the entire day just sending congratulations on your engagement, oh <laughs> like gosh. all the shortcuts, and I was just like I sent at least like twelve of the brides, uh, potential brides that I've been following for a while got engaged on New or New Year's. Uh, on that's another good day Valentine's. to do it, but Valentine's Day, and I just sent the same thing to every single one of them, that's and almost funny. every every single one replied back like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much." Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. But shortcuts. It's the way to go. Yeah, and, and I was just thinking about it the other day because my friend <laughs> had posted that her son had gotten into her phone and changed a bunch of oh, stuff no. <laughs> to which she was texting normal words. It was coming up with all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't even remember now, but I was laughing so hard at that. I was mm-hmm. like, that's a good burn. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to fix my phone. Why is it doing this? <laughs> Doesn't Jim do that to Dwight? Doesn't he change his uh, name? No. Oh, there was some. I don't some... think that, that any of was there iPhones in any of the. Oh, not iPhones, but like the. Um... Oh, on his computer. On his computer. Oh, probably. I felt like he changed his name to diapers. I don't remember that one. Okay, maybe that was a maybe that's another. Maybe that maybe that was a dream. I dream about Dwight pretty often, <laughs> uh, with all those beats. And Bears beats Metal Star Galactica. Beats Metal Star Galactica. Michael. Um, but yeah, it was funny, whatever show that was on, where they changed their, every time that they typed in their name, it just said diapers. <laughs> they couldn't, couldn't change it. Uh, That's a good one. That's, that's pretty a good. good burn. So remember that. But change it to something else. Take inspiration from that, from that <laughs> prank imitate. and make it your own. Yeah. And then comment and tell us what you did. <laughs> yeah. I really like to hear <laughs> the funny stories. Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. That was super fun to talk about. Yeah. We hope you Do got something from it. We want to oh, yeah. go into what we're loving. What we're loving. Ugh. It's been like two weeks since we've recorded an episode. Is it, has it been? Yeah, because we batched a couple That's this true. last time. Did we? I forgot. Yeah. Time yeah. has been running. Yeah, together. it's been a while. So Um What am I loving? Not right loving now? anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching the office on repeat and of course. uh magicians whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I finished disorganized crime. Oh, I still have a couple episodes oh, left. Episodes. It's a good podcast. It's a good podcast. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of boring same, right now. Same old, same old. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in the middle of a lot of things. Yeah. So I'm not really starting anything new. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is about <laughs> the same for me. I'll just copy everything that I said last time. I'm watching Magicians. It's good. Have you watched any more uh, since, uh, since we were in Waco, since we drove home and we were talking about it? Yes. Okay. I know I've, I've watched at least one episode since then. Have you gotten into Reynard yet? Um, no, not yet. 
No. I think that must be it's season, season two. two. Yeah, it's uh, season two. But it's it, it's an ongoing thing through the, the rest of the, ser- the series. So oh, cool. it's okay. going to be something that, yeah. Looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I listened to, on our way back from Houston today, we listened to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's TED Talk. Oh, I thought yeah. that was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was uh, one of his. Uh, he has his podcast. Um, yeah, he has a podcast, and he has that company, Creative Something. Mm-hmm. Creative Something. Yeah, yep. it's yeah. Just just <laughs> we know him real well. Just search Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And He's awesome. It'll pop I, it up. I um had the biggest crush on him when I was younger. When he was in uh, Third Rock. Third Minnesota. Rock. Yep. Oh, with the long hair mm-hmm. and the baggy pants. Oh, he was all my thing. I was just like, I will take that. <laughs> but, yep. you know. I loved him and uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, well, of course. Like, and Heath Ledger. And... Well, Heath Ledger definitely won over him. For, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Uh, but check out his podcast. It's good. Especially if you're a creative, which if you're listening to our podcast, you most likely are. He, uh, Yeah. And I learned about his like little business creative thing, whatever. Um, the because, hit record? Yeah. Okay. Um, because uh, he was on Dak Shepard's podcast. He the, was. Um, the armchair expert. Armchair. And that was a really good episode as well. So if you have not heard of Dak Shepard's uh, podcast, The Armchair Expert, you should 100% go listen to that because yes. it's also extremely entertaining. It was very good. It's one of my favorites, for sure. I haven't listened to it in a while because I was into disorganized crime and catching up on Reply All. I had like two episodes of Reply All that I had forgotten about. Oh, no. Which, <laughs> jackpot. Right, yeah, that's great. And those were so good. And this last one. The last one uh, was With the hair so growth thing? Good. I was just like, I just know. Did you email me. him? I want to email him. no. Oh, did they say that they would... Did you not finish listening to it? I thought I did. I, apparently not. They came back and the guy was like... Oh, yeah. He told I, them what it was and they had to bleep it. They had to bleep it and then yeah. he said, here's the email. If you want information about it, email this email. Oh. I'm just interested... I want to, to email him and be like, um, I definitely <clears throat> want some hair balding uh, issues because my hair is <laughs> definitely balding. I just want to know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like so curious. Reply All is my all-time favorite podcast. Yeah, all-time. It's, it's really I've good. listened to all of them At maybe multiple times. <laughs> and then Every Little Thing. I had a few to catch up on that one as well. Which the one, yeah. the drugs one that they just did, it was about uh, how they do drugs um, on how they set. Do drugs? On set. Oh, on, on set. Like, on movie sets. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've always wondered that question. Like, like what are they snorting? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, I haven't listened to it yet. They go into it. They tell you. Huh. I always assumed it was like sweet and low or something. No, that but I feel like would be really bad for you. It is really bad for you. <laughs> I snorted sweet and low once in, uh, in high school. Because <laughs> that was just... I feel just, like that was a bad decision. It was a very bad decision. <laughs> um, that hurt, too. It burns. <laughs> Um, and then like my nose was just like draining for the rest of the day uh, but it was like sweet yeah it wasn't wasn't good not recommended kids they snort like this b12 supplement that's powder oh i've heard of that yeah, yeah. uh then, someone but uh, most on... apparently most cocaine is cut with that stuff and so people who are recovering addicts can taste that and it makes them like want coke so a lot of them won't use that then they use they use a baby um baby laxative baby laxative yes 
And <laughs> you yeah. do. <laughs> well, I know that a lot of the cocaine is cut with baby laxative because it numbs your tongue. So if you're testing That's it, what numbs then your it's tongue? still because cocaine. Cocaine will numb your tongue. Yeah. Okay. So if you if it has baby laxative in it, you still get the same oh, numbing effect. But but it's not yeah. it's not pure. It's not pure. Mm, so interesting. Good interesting. to know, everyone. For all of those uh, of you who are out there wanting to <laughs> don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. Um, but they also but, put um, Vaseline in like the the dollar bills that they use, so that the majority of the powder gets stuck. Gets stuck. Smart. Cool. Yeah. But there was well, many other things they talked about. Now too, I but... can start my acting career because I always thought it was real cocaine. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do that. Uh, that but I did. I did hear, I don't remember who it was or what. Maybe I can find this and put it in the show notes later. Um, but I feel like it was on the Armchair Expert uh, podcast where they talked about they had to redo the scene over and over again. And he had to snort a line every single take. And it was that B12 stuff. And then, like, after 12, 14 takes, he was just, like, amped up and was like, I gotta, I gotta take a break. I don't know what's going on. This is not good. And, like, they had to uh, call in, like, the uh, onset emergency care Oh, my gosh. Do you think that they would know that maybe... You would think so. Like, maybe not snort 14 lines of this. (laughs) Right. Like, we got the the snorting part done. We're good. We'll just clip that, put it in later. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's cool. Yeah. Don't know how we got there, but that's part of what we're loving right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. That's it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We will be back next week. Yeah. Uh, Possibly even later this week. Um, yes. To record and we've next got, week's episode. Uh, some guests that we're going to be having on soon. So we're yeah, we're going to have interviews that. on here where we're not just talking to each other, but we're bringing in other professionals to talk to you uh, to give you some more info. Soup's excited. Very excited about this. So, more on that later. But yeah, I think yep. that's it for us tonight. I think so. So everyone on Facebook, if you're not already, go find us on iTunes, on Spotify. We're the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, take a few seconds to leave us a review. If yes. you go on the iTunes podcast, scroll down to the end, just click that five-star button and leave us a little review. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we we'll would love read it. read it on air. We will definitely give you a shout out on air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. We really hope you were able to take away some tips on how to find inspiration versus imitation. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to www.lightdarkco.com. Is it slash or backslash? Slash. Slash. Okay. I'm going to start. We can leave that in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Join. So www.lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. And you can find this podcast at lightdarkco on Instagram. The Light and Dark Photography Podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience, and you can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 13. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.
Bye. Yeah, I feel like I didn't have to say www. Yeah. Oh, did you say www? Yeah, I totally did. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote it in. Right, yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, like You paused for a second. I was mm, like, mm, wait. <laughs> it was like the... <laughs> and I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> I was like, I was just reading the teleprompter. Oh I was like, gosh. all the things that <laughs> breath, just taking a breath. It's cool. <laughs> that was a really good reference. I'm Ron And this is the Light and Dark Podcast. <laughs> See you next week, oh. Santiago. <laughs>